You're listening to Yap, Young and Profiting Podcast, a place where you can listen, learn, and profit. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Hala Taha, and on Young and Profiting Podcast, we investigate a new topic each week and interview some of the brightest minds in the world. My goal is to turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your everyday life, no matter your age, profession, or industry. There's no fluff on this podcast, and that's on purpose. I'm here to uncover value from my guests by doing the proper research and asking the right questions. If you're new to the show, we've chatted with the likes of ex-FBI agents, real estate moguls, self-made billionaires, CEOs, and best-selling authors. Our subject matter ranges from enhancing productivity, how to gain influence, the art of entrepreneurship, and more. If you're smart and like to continually improve yourself, hit the subscribe button because you'll love it here at Young and Profiting Podcast. This week on Yap, we're chatting with Natasha Grano, the nation's number one mindset coach and number one female motivational speaker under 40 in the world. Natasha is also a social media expert and mega influencer that reaches over 5 million people across her digital platforms. On top of this, Natasha is a best-selling author and she released her first book back in March of 2020, How to Implement the Law of Attraction in Your Life in Under an Hour. Natasha created the renowned MBS method, which stands for Meditational Behavioral Synchronicity. Drawing on her own traumatic experiences, Natasha shows you how to transform your life in every area and take back control of your health, wealth, love, and success. Her programs have helped over 1.5 million people transform their lives, and she's been featured in Marie Claire, Daily Mail, and BBC. In this episode, Natasha and I talk about her beginnings as a child, the major illness she faced right after giving birth, and how she overcame that difficult time by identifying the need to make a mindset shift. We then talk further about how she supercharged her Instagram account, her top social media strategies, how you can grow a following just like she did, and the ways in which you can fight off negativity and negative thoughts. Hey, Natasha, welcome to Young and Profiting Podcast. Hi, Hala. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Of course. We were just chatting offline about, you know, how well it feels like we know each other. We actually met each other on Clubhouse just two or three weeks ago. And I was telling you, like, I feel like I've spent more time with you than some of my best friends in the last two, three weeks. It's just so crazy how the world works. I know. Isn't this nuts? I literally, talking to you, I'm like, you're like a friend. We keep having to say to each other, okay, after this one, because we do so much work together, we're like, after this, let's chat together and catch up. There's just so much to to talk about. When you meet a new friend, you just know. Yeah, I know. It's so exciting. And honestly, guys, if you haven't heard of Natasha Grano, she is crushing it. She is a huge Instagram influencer. She has over 1 million followers. We're going to talk about how she grew that. She's a mindset coach. She's also a motivational speaker and is really killing it in that space and a best-selling author. So we've got so much to talk about. But first, I want to talk about your childhood because me and you are very similar in the fact that we love the limelight, right? We love being in the, in the limelight. And a lot of the time, usually it's because you had a childhood where you weren't in the limelight or something along those lines. So I want to understand what was Natasha like growing up? What what were you like, you know, from a child into an adult and in a few words, but what was your childhood and growing up like for you? That's such an interesting topic, Haller. I love it. So my childhood was very colorful. I actually loved performing. I went to a, I mean, in my early days, in my like little 
girl years, I was into dancing and singing and performing and I did all of that. And then as I got bigger, I started getting into real light into performing arts and into actually a lot of speaking. I would be the narrator for things. I would be the spokesperson for things at school and then it led on, etc. And then my family during that time went through a divorce. And so what happened was I lost a lot of my confidence. And so it was kind of like about building that back up because I'd been through this really horrendous time in my life and I had to continue putting on this front. And a lot gets built into your subconscious during those years. You know, that's what I teach now is how to eradicate the self-limiting beliefs out of your subconscious mind to manifest what you want. But what was going on was I was suffering so much from all of the trauma that was going on and I had to find ways to look after myself and protect myself. And that was what I used to do. I used to go and perform. I used to go and dance. I used to go and feel like a little star. And then it's interesting because that was the the start of my journey, but it didn't look like this on a crescendo. If you imagine a graph going from the bottom to the top in a straight line, no, there was a huge dip in the middle about when we'll get into that. Yeah. And, and so how about like career-wise? So you were into speaking, then your, you know, your family had a divorce that kind of changed your trajectory a little bit, hurt your self-esteem. What did you want to be when you, when you grew up? Did you have any idea? So growing up, I knew that I wanted to do something that used my voice because I have always loved speaking. I speak five languages, almost fluently, all of them. I really love using voice and speaking to people. So I knew that that was something I wanted to do, but really I had no idea. I thought actually I wanted to be a dancer for a while because I love to perform. And then I realized, actually, that's just who I am. That's just something that I can do as part of Natasha. But it wasn't my passion. It was only much later in life that I, in my mid to late 20s, so it's still super young to find your purpose, but that's when I found my real calling. I've always been studying everything that I've been that I teach now around mindset, around law of attraction, around anything to do with neuroscience and the brain and this sort of connected to the woo-woo stuff, connecting it. I've always been interested in this stuff. And so the calling actually came later on. I'm like smiling from ear to ear because this is the response that I literally give. When somebody asks me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I always say, I just knew it had something to do with my voice. Literally the words that come out of my mouth every single time because I was a singer and I wanted to be a singer, but I didn't like, you know, that kind of evolved into radio and podcasting. And so I always say that. So we have that in common. So funny. Okay. So you mentioned one kind of challenge in your life. And I know a huge challenge that came later on was after the birth of your son. So talk to us about what happened then and kind of how you got out of that bad situation. So the birth of my son was the most incredible day of my life. And also a very, it was very hard for me with what happened in the birth, but we'll just fast forward a tiny bit of time. The birth came and it was the, you know, the most euphoric time that's meant to be the most euphoric time, but suddenly an illness hits me. So I'm completely bed bound for the next year. I can barely move because of the illness, which by the way, for a lot of people wouldn't have had them bed bound. But the anxiety level is what takes it out of control. The heart medication I had to take while I was on it. It was an autoimmune disease, but a very bad one that hit me real bad. And so I had to overcome it. But this was, so I was now looking after a newborn baby 
And now I've got this illness. Now I'm almost bed bound. Suddenly I'm going through a horrendous divorce and my life is coming crashing down. Everything around me, everything I've built is just falling in on me. It was like being on this flying carpet in Aladdin and it being removed from underneath you. It was so scary. It was horrible. It was traumatic. And then I thought, my parents have been through a divorce. Now I'm going through a divorce. I mean, this is literally like 10 years apart. It was just like trauma, trauma. You know, I was like, this is horrendous. But you know, when pain hits you, pain hits you to tell you you're going in the wrong direction, whether it's financial, emotional, or mental pain, or spiritual, whatever it is, you're going in the wrong direction. It's just a red light symbol. And so what has happened to me, when the pain hit me, I knew, okay, something needs to change. This is not good. But now I'm going through a divorce. I'm bed bound. I'm, so I'm, I've like lost all my money. Everything now has happened around me. I've moved back in with my parents. I've lost. So imagine this broke, almost homeless, young, single mom. I mean, it, it couldn't be much worse. Who's not well. And then from that place is where my calling came. When you're at your lowest and you feel that you could die any day, you're having three panic attacks a day. And if any, for anyone that knows who is suffering from anxiety in any way, even anxiety gets you hot and sweaty. Now multiply that into a, what, you know, imagine what it would be like. Don't imagine it because it's just not worth it. And uh, when I went through it, you know, I, I could, I could barely move. I could, whenever I would go out the house, I would have a panic attack. Just the thought of if something happened to me, it was like this awful cycle And so from that place of being at my lowest, from that place of thinking like my life is never going to get better, that was where I realized it is going to get better. And it's up to me. It's my choice. No more of the victim mentality. I either just live like this. I've lost my sparkle. I've lost this like inner sparkle that you can see right now, the inner sparkle that everybody loves about you, about me, your your energy, your excitement for life. When that goes, you, you feel dead. And I felt dead. And then after that is where I reignited that flame. And even if it would only flicker a tiny bit before the wind would come along and the next thing would happen. After that year of doing all my techniques and applying my amazing toolkit of techniques using my MBS method, I was able to heal myself. Amazing. And so I went through a similar thing when I was about 19. I had a really bad breakup. And that's when I found the law of attraction. And I actually got hooked on Abraham and Esther Hicks. I'm not sure if you know who they are, but I read all their books. I listened to all their stuff on repeat. And then literally that changed my life. I went from average college kid to working at Hot 97, having the coolest job, starting a huge website. My whole life changed. So I want to know, like, did you have an influence on you that kind of introduced you to the law of attraction or did you kind of figure this out on your own? Like, how did you figure it all out? So this is a combination of three things happened to me. One, when I was about 15 and going through the, my parents' divorce, when I was the victim of that, I started to look inward. And so that's when I found within myself that when we pray, we talk to God. And when we meditate, God talks to us or however you want to see it, the messages come to you. So in that place, I was able to start going online and looking and researching at mentors, who be, you know, people who became my mentor, and getting myself a mentor. Years later, I'd read a lot. I read all the books from The Secret, and I'm now friends with some of the authors from The Secret, which is such a beautiful thing. And 
I'm actually talking tonight with one of them on, uh, just for a catch up. So, you know, th- this is amazing that these people who I once idolized and listened to their words, we're now working together. We now do stuff. It just shows how time shifts. And, you know, when you raise your frequency to a certain place, you elevate to a certain place where you attract what you want. You attract things you never thought you could have in your existence. They just happen to be there because you're resonating with such a high frequency. So in answer to your question, I would study, I would read, I read books, hence, you know, I I went on to write my book about the law of attraction. I would, I actually watch a lot of, I'm not, I'm not religious as such. I believe in uh, the universe. I believe in God, but I actually watched a lot of uh, programs and stuff on YouTube. And I found Joel Osteen, who is a amazing, I call him one of my mentors, my early mentors, and John Gray, these two. And John just came on my show, which is so incredible to think of. But these guys really were a part of saving me, I would say, in my earlier years when I really was lost because they preach about spirituality versus religion, religion. And that's what I liked. So I really enjoyed it. And it was uh, really connecting and helpful. So that's where that went. But then I got into like reading myself and books and studying and going through the black hole of YouTube where you just spiral downwards about how to get what you want, what not to do. And then it just went like this. And then I started seeing how I could do things. So by the age of 18, I had left school and within six months manifested my first amazing car that I wanted all these years. This And, it, you know, now I look back on it and I just, the thought of manifesting material stuff is so different for me now. I would never think of manifesting material. I, I barely do think of manifesting a material thing. It's always about something bigger, greater, something for the greater good of others. But back then I didn't have any idea about what true manifestation was. So I manifested this white Range Rover and I just remember going, ah, that's how it works. My favorite thing to do was to manifest parking spots because <laughs> I lived in New York. <laughs> um, cool. Well, that's amazing. And I know you like studying. You just talked about studying about the law of attraction. Turns out you also studied to become an influencer. You studied Instagram and YouTube for two years before you actually took any action, which is incredible. And my research team tells me that in 2017, you bought an Instagram page that was a decently popular fashion blogger, had like 20,000 followers. You scaled that to 1 million followers. And so tell me, like, this is such a cool strategy. You know, a lot of people start from scratch. You started from the bottom, but you had a little bit of a head start. So tell me about how you figured that out, why you decided you were going to take that approach. So I love this question, Hala. This is a, a, one of my favorite to answer because here's another part of who you are, right? Who I am, who, who anyone is. When you Once you get your vision clear of what you want to do. So for me, it was I needed to grow a platform first and then inject my brand. So instead of looking at, the industry like this, I disrupted it and looked at it horizontally instead. When you turn it on its head and you look at the pyramid upside down, you know that you need to have an audience before you sell. Otherwise, what the hell's the point in having a product and nobody to sell to? So I knew I needed to grow my platform and then inject the brand. So I thought, okay, no, no, no. Nobody has time to be growing this page. So at the time, again, I was unwell and I didn't know what to do. So I decided to buy a page off a a well-known blogger at the time. And I just took her page. She already had like, what, 50K followers or something. And I just took it and started using it. And that was really fun. And she already had interactive followers. She already had people who were interacting with her. She already had people who were communicative with her. So it was a no-brainer, really, just to go for it. That meant that I had to stay in the same 
alignment as what she was posting, which was lifestyle stuff, which was fine because I was working with all brands from fashion, beauty, lifestyle, the whole way across. And I was able to stick with that theme, but I knew where it was going. I knew that Natasha, the entrepreneur, would be birthed out of this page sooner or later. She would grow from this page like the pearl in the shell and that she would come out of it, thinking of Botticelli now, aren't I? And uh, she would become something. And I said, but how do I do that? So I knew I needed to use this audience to grow this audience, scaled it to a million, injected my brand. I now have three businesses. I'm a best-selling author. And I was able to let people know how I could help them, hence being you know, a, a leading mindset coach. I was able to do that. So now it's at nearly 2 million followers. And because of that, I've been able, the doors that have opened have been incredible. So I would always recommend going in at the top if you can, because it's like having a door open to you. So for anyone that's listening, thinking, you know, where can I buy a page? Well, the best place to look for them is on like hashtags, like hashtag pages for sale, Instagram pages for sale, selling my Instagram account, you know, those kind of hashtags. And when you do that, or just ask around or just offer somebody, somebody doesn't really post anymore. Just be like, do you really like your Instagram? Can I buy it from you? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that your investment wasn't even that crazy at the time, right? No, no, it was, um, well, it was nearly six figures. Oh, wow. My numbers were really off for my research team, but that's amazing. Like it's such a cool strategy and I can see like personal brands and businesses using it. So that's really cool. But tell us some strategies in terms of how you scaled from 50K to almost 2 million followers now. Like what was your strategy? There were so many strategies. Okay, I'm gonna just go for like some of my top three things that we did, that we still do, that we're scaling now at like 150,000, 200,000 a month. We're going up exponentially. You know, my trajectory is big, but it needs to be because I need to hit 100 million people. Why do I want to hit 100 million people? Because I need to be able to serve 100 million people. It's like when people say, oh, I don't care about money, but you should care about money because the more money that you make, the more you can help other people, the more philanthropy that you can do, the more you can give scholarships to people to your courses, the more you can help others to get onto your courses because you're reaching more people, because you're paying for more ads, you're paying for more exposure, et cetera. So it's the same with Instagram where people say, oh, I don't care about followers. But then people won't know about you. Your message won't go very far because Instagram is the new business card. You know, you're an absolute genius on LinkedIn as well. So LinkedIn is not my platform. That's your platform. But I know that that acts also like a business card. So when people, if they find you on one of the platforms and you have a massive following and a really big vibe going on, People will respect it. They will come to you and say, oh, she's reputable. I trust her. I trust him. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to buy from him. But they won't buy from you if they come to a page and you've got like a, like a couple of thousand followers. They just will kind of swipe. It's a bit like the swipe left on Tinder. I don't know, one of these apps. Swipe, no, they just don't want to see it. They don't trust it, but maybe they would if you just had a few more followers. And so that is so important, is having big numbers. So what do we do? We did so many things. We posted generic content three times a day while we were growing. So what I would do is post, we did a two-to-one method. I have the, my three-to-one method, which is bulletproof on how to gain new clients' leads and accelerate your business. And that is all in my, my programs that I uh, have in my ecosystem. But this is a great tip, which I'll just tell you right now. It's the two-to-one method, and it's so simple. Anyone listening can actually apply this. Get your Instagram ready. So what you do is you basically post two posts a day 
which are generic content, stuff which is called go viral content, stuff which is going to make other people go, wow, what is that? And it's not about you. This is stuff which is about a similar area that you're in, the same niche that you're in or niche, the same one. And it has to be stuff that people will automatically like. So you know when you're scrolling through your feed and you double tap on a really cool quote or like a super cool car with like a a quote over it or like, like success mindset tips, you know, I write a lot of them and they go viral. But, you know, things like this, that you double tap naturally. What we're looking for is a natural double tap, a share, a save, a send a story, a comment. All of this is where you go viral because if you gain heaps of likes, comments, views, shares, all in the same 10 minutes or one hour of posting maximum, you will probably go to the explore page because Instagram will deem your post as a super cool, popular post. And then it will show it to other people who might like that kind of content as they go to the explore page. And so we would do that. We would post two of those either side of my main post each day. Yeah. And key to that is no branding, right? No branding really on those posts. Was your face on there or? It was cute animals. It was like everything around everyone else. But it was, some of it was completely generic, like the sweet animal thing, like cute little puppies playing. But some of it was in keeping with my brand. So quotes around, like I said, mindset or, you know, quotes on how to scale your business on social media, things which I would eventually release my own products on. And so we did that. And, you know, we still do that because it gets really big eyeballs on your page. The crazy thing is sometimes we have ads running with content, which is nothing to do with me. It's just about growth on social media or how to get your mindset right. And then we just bring them to the page. And that's a great way. So that's a really like a quick way to get some numbers on there. But so we did that method two to one. Another method that we did was we used every single feature and we still do this, guys. We use every single new feature that comes out. Let's just hit on the story for a second. Every time on your story, a new sticker comes out, we're using it because that means we're going to get noticed by way more people. Every time you swipe and you see on your story, you've got like story, reels, live, Photo booth. Photo booth's the latest one right now. So we'll be using photo booth because that's a new feature. And when you use a new feature, it means it's not saturated. And a not saturated market means you stand out and you want to stand out. So that is the place to go viral from very quickly. Use the new features. These are a couple of things that we did. Young and profiters, they may call me the podcast princess, but I'm also the LinkedIn queen. I've been a LinkedIn influencer for six years now, and I teach one of the most popular courses about LinkedIn. And I love to teach sales on LinkedIn because when it comes to B2B sales, LinkedIn has got that on lock. LinkedIn is where all the decision makers are hanging out. There are 180 million senior level decision makers on LinkedIn and 10 million C-suite decision makers. These people are on LinkedIn and they're in the mode to buy. They're using LinkedIn for their buying journey to research vendors or sales reps that they might work with, to look up how to solve their problems, to learn from industry thought leaders. They are in the mode to buy, whereas on other platforms, they're in the mode to be entertained. You want to get them in the right mindset. You want to cut through the noise with LinkedIn ads. In fact, 79% of B2B marketers rate LinkedIn as their top channel for paid media. And LinkedIn has the best targeting because they've got all these different inputs. People are putting their resume basically up on there. And so there's so many keywords that they can use to target the right decision makers so they can hear about how you solve their problems. And 
I've got a special gift for all you young and profiters who want to try LinkedIn ads. You can get a hundred dollar credit. LinkedIn was super generous. If you want to make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign, go to linkedin.com slash yap, Y-A-P. Again, if you want to claim your credit, go to linkedin.com slash yap. Terms and conditions apply. Oh my gosh, these are incredible, incredible tips. And the new feature thing is not something people usually talk about, especially using new stickers and things. These are things people don't really think about. How about like paid shout outs, engagement pods? I know those are really popular on Instagram. What's your take on that kind of stuff? Okay, so look, this goes into two boxes, influencer marketing, and then who's in your little black book. So in your little black book, my little black book, We have 250 million followers between me and them. So I have two and they have nearly two. And then they have the rest of it, 248 million. That means whenever I am releasing a product or a service, the launch buzz around it is through the roof because we have already fought the war before we've even got to the battlefield. We've already won it because everybody is promoting my product in advance before it comes out. So it's sold out on the day if it's an actual e-commerce product. But if it's actually a service that we're offering, they're already in the lineup. They're already in the next time, join next time box. It's incredible. So that's your little black book. And if you do that, how do you do that? If someone's thinking now, okay, wait, hang on, slow down. How do I get those people? You build your network. Your network is your net worth. Build it. Get to know people. Get out there. Start you know, doing other things for people. Offer them value before you ask for something. Say, look, hey, I could do this for you. Would you like this? Or would you like a free product? Can I offer you this? Can I offer you that? When you start getting to know people, networking, getting out there, making friends with the right people, adding them to your black book, this is where your net worth grows from. Believe me. I work with such incredible individuals from Grant Cardone, Lewis Howes, Jesse Itzler, uh, Damon John. I mean, they're such fantastic people that have been on my show or I've been on theirs and some we continue to work together. And the point is, when you do this, you have such amazing links. Imagine now if you had some of these people and you had a product that you wanted to promote and you could get these kind of people promoting your product. Or in your line of work, you had a heap of people who are massive influencers in your area. For example, you're in fitness. Tammy Hembro, she is so hot. Love her vibe. So imagine her promoting all your fitness stuff. You just know it's going to get massive numbers because she's got like 10 million followers. So, and she's got a really good, like, if you look at her interactions on her things, loads of comments, loads of likes, etc. That's what we're looking at. So, you just know that's a really good person to have in your in your network. Now, if you're on the other side of it, you're just starting out, you don't have the connections yet, then you have to do paid influencer marketing. 100% invested in this. It is priceless. Having loads of influencers doing exactly the process I just talked about that I do with my buddies, you guys can do that. You can pay them. I would still do influencer marketing if I had to reach a certain criteria of an audience. I would 100% be doing influencer marketing because I started an influencer. So I know the power of the swipe up. I know the power of a post. I understand how much money it makes for the brand. So yes, coming from both sides of it, do it. You don't have to pay an influencer that has 2 million following or something like my following. You don't have to do that necessarily. You could go for someone with 20,000 followers who's been on Instagram for five years and she has some amazing comments and likes and her fan base love her. They're going to pull from her. 
So believe me, you don't always have to go for the big bucks. You can do it smaller. My final tip on the shout out thing is this. Go for, if you want to just grow quickly and you've got a 10K following, okay? Go to someone who's got a 20K following and say, hey, do you want to do shout out for shout out? It's called SFS. That's free. And so you shout out each other on your stories or on your posts. That's such a great way to grow. Oh my gosh, these are incredible tips. And back to the networking piece, I just want to call this out for my listeners. What she's talking about is social currency. It's social capital. She was saying she does things for her uh, network first. Like for example, you invite them on your podcast and you promote them on your page. Already you've gained some social currency with those people because now they, even though if they don't realize it, subconsciously they know they owe you something because you promoted them on your pages, you had them on your podcast, right? And then now if you have a favor later on, they're more likely to say yes because you already provided that value and asked for nothing in return. So I think that's a really important lesson. And Natasha, tell us in terms of social media, like what resources do you have available? Do you have anything free that you can provide or, or do you have courses on how to grow an Instagram? following? Absolutely. So if you go to my bio, there is always a link there to one of my free programs and how you guys can learn how to grow your following in a three-step free process that gets you prepared. That's the foundation for the main 12-step process where you're really going to explode and grow your Instagram and scale it. The main thing is to scale your business on social media the same way that I grew my following to a million followers and a million dollars in one year off the back of being unwell and healing myself. In that first year, I came back with vengeance. You can do it too. And so it's so easy when you know how that link is in my bio. And if you don't see it, DM me InstaCourse and I will have my team send you some amazing free resources. I personally want to take your course because I'm like nobody on Instagram yet. I'm just growing it now. I feel like I met you for this reason. I feel like your learnings are going to teach me how to blow up my Instagram and then I hopefully can blow up your LinkedIn and we could just dominate together. Natasha, I'm excited. (laughs) Yes, babe. Love it. High five. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's move on to mindset. And the way that I'm going to segue into this is to talk to you about trolls and haters. Cause I imagine with 2 million following that not everybody is positive on your page, right? So have you encountered trolls and haters as you've, you know, become an influencer and gotten more attention and how do you combat that negativity? So I actually don't really focus on it because whenever, first of all, it's few and far between. Secondly, there's on Instagram, you can block keywords. So I have blocked keywords like fat, anything racist, anything rude, anything obnoxious, any words that I don't want to see or I don't like or that are offensive and rude. I just have them blocked. So you can block keywords. So I've blocked all of those. um, So on the comments, so I wouldn't, I don't really tend to see that. When they come through on the DMs, usually my team filter it first. But if it is, you know, just some kind of hatred with a a person who's got no picture on their page, usually it's like keyboard warriors, you know, and they want to come through. How I've always dealt with it is don't deal with it. I just keep it at far. I don't let it in. It doesn't come into my psyche. It is so far from me. I'm here. That's there. My aura is protecting me. I feel strong. Whatever's going on around me is up to them. And I just don't let, I just don't have time for it. I don't let it in. It wouldn't, it doesn't affect me. You just get on with your life and just realize that they're not paying your bills. What they're saying doesn't matter. What they're saying is only to bring you down. And who are you anyway? Are you Jude Law? Because if you're Jude Law, I'll listen. If you're someone who's actually achieved something, are you Tony Robbins? Talk to me. But if you're not someone who is of a very, very high level, 
I'm just not interested in hearing it. Uh, now, if you're a friend and you have something to say, that's constructive criticism. But here's the thing. In life, always remember this. If you want to say something to somebody that is for their benefit, and it has to be for their benefit, not for your personal gain or coming from a place of jealousy, if it's coming from a place of love and you want to help them, you must always leave them feeling elevated. So if you leave a person after saying something a bit neggy and you leave them feeling good, but I promise you, no, I'm doing this for your own good. I'm saying this because your hair was sticking up like crazy in this video and it just, you, you honestly just brush it down next. I swear to you, but you're so beautiful. I promise you, you're going you're gonna to glow. Everybody loves you. There, we're leaving them feeling elevated. But if you go in just with an insult and you leave them feeling down, you have not done a good job as a human being. I think that's right. I love the fact that you're saying like, you just block it out of sight, out of mind. Keep your aura pure, fire your villains, keep things positive. I think that's great advice. Okay, so let's move on to your book. You have a book called The Action Plan. It's all about the law of attraction. You say you can implement the law of attraction in one hour, which is incredible. And I was reading your book and in the first chapter of your book, you recommend to take a cold shower. You basically say, take a warm shower and then end it with freezing cold water. And that's one of the first exercises that you give in your book. So you obviously think it's a big deal. Do you do this every day? And what's the benefits of a cold shower? I absolutely love it. I can't say that I do it every day. No, because I definitely chicken out. I still chicken out, but we're all a work in progress. But yes, I advise it. I do it as much as I can. And why is it so beneficial? Because it's so good for your circulation to have a freezing cold ice shower. It is so good for your body to go through this temperature change. Cold water is so much better for you than warm water. There are so many proven scientific things. Wim Hof explains it so perfectly. And I've quoted him in my book so many times on his breathing exercises and, you know, ice cold showers, things like this. It's so brilliant for your health. It is so good for your immunity. I think having an ice cold shower has been one of the reasons that I have stayed so away from flus and things for years. Wow. So interesting. I've never done that. I've heard it so many times, but I'm such like a hot shower kind of girl. I need to switch it up. I think I'm going to try it. I used to be the same, by the way, it's really hard, but you just basically have to say, here's my warm shower. And now at the end, I'm going to go blitz or just do a workout. And when you're super hot, that's when you have your ice cold shower. That's easier. When you're really hot, then you'll jump in for like a minute. Then that minute extends to three minutes. When I'm in the gym and I'm like working out downstairs, I'm like, okay, I'm going to come back up. And then when I finished, I'm like, yeah, I am ready to get in the shower and have an ice cold shower. If you calm down with a cool down, which you're meant to do after a workout, then you're probably not going to want an ice cold shower. So, you know, there's different ways. That You heard it from Natasha. Try a cold shower. Leave me a review. Let me know what happens. So let's talk about negative thoughts. I know that we have about 40 thoughts a minute in our brain. That's a whole lot of thoughts. And if I remember correctly, 90% of our thoughts are negative. So that's a whole lot of negative thoughts that are continually in our head. So let's say we have this problem where I'm sure with yourself, more of your thoughts are positive because you've trained your brain that way. And same thing with me. Most of my thoughts, honestly, I think are positive. I'm really optimistic. But I think that's honestly from just years and years of being optimistic is you have to train yourself, right? And so for those people out there listening where most of their thoughts are negative, what should they do when they find a negative thought that's just like spiraling out of control and they're just going down this rabbit hole of negativity? How do we turn that off and, and kind of make it neutral and positive? Okay, the first thing that you want to look at is you control your outer reality. So everything you're seeing around your reality is because of what is going on in your inner self-beliefs, in your inner reality. 
So that immediately should be like, oh, so wait, this is happening to me because I'm thinking these negative things? Yes. You attract everything that you put out there to the world. Everything that you are thinking with a strong feeling has a chance of happening. Negativity and positivity have the same power. It's up to you which one you choose. You don't have to choose negativity. You can choose positivity. But likewise, if you dwell on a negative situation, you will just bring that about. Like attracts like. Everything began as a mere thought. And so if you are trapped in a cycle and you are stuck where I was, when I was unwell, when I was divorced and on the floor and just felt, I've got no money, I've got nothing, what do I do? In this negative place, it's very hard to get out. It is, you know, you sit there and you're like, actually, you know, this is so shit. How am I going to get out of this? But you can get out of it. You, you, you just have to start thinking in a different way. And let me give you some science behind it. If you're stuck thinking negative things, just remember this, R-A-S. Your RAS is your reticular activating system in your brain. So it's in the lower part of your brain, okay? Your RAS filters around 2 million bits of data a second. It filters colors and sounds and smells, everything you see around you. And everything sensory. And what does it show you? What does it reveal to you? Your RAS reveals to you everything that you deem it as important. So if you are thinking about how fat you are, Your reticular activating system is going to continue to prove to you evidence that your belief system about being fat is true. So it will show you pictures of really thin people who make you feel bad or pictures of loads of food that make you want to eat more. It will show you things around you to prove that your belief system is true. So if you quit the victim mentality and you stop and say no, 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 no. I'm changing this mentality. I am thin. I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am powerful. I am loved. I am worthy of being respected. Whatever it may be, you change your belief system. You show your RAS, your RAS, that you have a new belief system. It will then show you evidence to prove that your new belief system is true. Do you ever think of a yellow car and like you just, it comes into your mind and you want to buy one? and you just see yellow cars everywhere, that is your reticular activating system in action. That is the science behind manifesting. One of the parts, you know, neuroplasticity is a massive part of it, but switch your thought process. Key thing to do, just train. Every time you have a negative thought, you stop, don't dwell on it, acknowledge it, say hi, hey. And then let it go, swap to a positive one and just start thinking of the positive version of that negative thought and focus on the the positive one and smile with it because you've got to now come back with double because if you put any emotion into this guy, you need to put some real positive influence into your new thought so that you manifest new positive outcomes versus old negative outcomes, which keep repeating themselves and copying and pasting themselves in different formats into your life. Young and profiters, Yap Media is growing so fast. I have 10 open roles just this month. In the past, it would take me so long to find hires. I have to go on all these different job sites. I have to create my own skills assessments. That's why I let Indeed do a lot of this heavy lifting for me. Indeed is the powerful hiring platform where I can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed has things like skills assessments, where when we have specific roles, 
we can find an assessment that matches that role and we can make sure they have the skills that we need. Then I can focus on culture fit. I can make sure they're scrappy enough and are obsessed with excellence and do all the things that we need to do for them to fit in at YAP. And Indeed streamlines hiring with powerful tools like Instant Match. An Instant Match basically matches you with candidates as soon as you put up a job post with people who are qualified right away. It's instant. And the best part is it gets better as you use it. So now when I use Indeed, especially when I'm hiring for similar roles, I get people right away where they know that I'm going to like the candidates because they can see what my preferences were in the past. It gets better as you use it. According to US Indeed data, the moment Indeed sponsors a job, over 80% of employers get candidates whose resumes are a perfect match for the position. It's like waving a magic wand that gets better as you use it. So I love using Indeed. We've found a lot of our A players on there. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide who count on Indeed to hire their next superstar like we do at Yap Media. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash profiting. Offer is good for a limited time. Claim your $75 sponsored job credit at indeed.com slash profiting. Again, that's indeed.com slash profiting and support the show by saying you heard about it on Young and Profiting Podcast. Again, it's indeed.com slash profiting to get your $75 credit. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, okay, it sounds like you're saying in order to counteract these negative thoughts, we need to retrain our brain. And it sounds like you're saying we need to do this through positive affirmations because you had mentioned, basically you said some affirmations in a present tense and you say to kind of use that. So let's take a real example. And I know we only have a few minutes left. So let's take a real example quickly because I think it'll be beneficial for my audience. So let's say, and you can pick which one it is. Let's say you are having trouble finding a relationship or you're having trouble finding a job, either one. And you just keep, you know, having trouble. You can never find a boyfriend or you can never land a job. What are the things that we should do to kind of change our reality and change what we see and how we feel about the topic? For sure. Well, the first thing you want to do is you want to use a method like meditation or something to go into a deeper state of altered uh, awareness in your brain. For example, right now we're in beta. You want to go deeper to do the work and like alpha, theta. Alpha or theta are deeper states of consciousness. So through my meditational behavioral synchronicity, you actually go deeper. And that is a combination. It's trademarked. It's it's been taught around the world. It's been taught now to over 500,000 people. It is a method which combines meditation, breathing exercises, anchoring, mantra, reframing of the subconscious mind in altered states of awareness and neuroscience. Can you imagine that as a concoction? It is incredible. When you bring that together, you work on these limiting beliefs because those two things you want to work on, there is always a reason why you're not attracting the thing you want. It's because you have got that belief. Oh, I'm you know, I'm not good enough of getting that job. I'm not worthy of having that partner. Like you were just saying, imagine if somebody had that. So that is the most common thing, those two things in of itself. And so what you do is you do this method every single day and you go deeper and you go deeper and you go deeper and then you work on it. Most people only need to do it one or two times. And actually my free program, my Mindset Elevation you will actually learn how to get rid of that self-limiting belief to manifest what you want. So you can also get that as well on my Instagram. You just pick it up in my bio. It's the easiest place, I guess. But also look, for, for anyone that is having those thoughts, the first thing you want to do is counteract it. So here is your thought that you're having about you're not worthy of having a dream partner. You need to switch that and say, okay, is that true? First of all, is it fact? No, it's just your opinion of yourself because you're not loving yourself. 
Your self-worth is not equating the partner you want. You're dreaming of this partner, but deep down, you just don't think you're worthy of it. There's something going on that you just don't think you're actually going to get her or you're going to get him. You just don't believe they're out there. It's just too confusing. Maybe they always want you for your money or maybe they always want you for the wrong thing or they don't want you. Whatever these thoughts are in your head that you've created, maybe some of them are true, but you've got to work out what's fact and then have a look and say, now let me prove that this is not true. So actually I had a partner two years ago who really did love me in every way. It was me that didn't want to carry it on with them. So there's a little fact to prove that this is wrong. So we're proving the opposite thing. So we find a couple of examples that prove that what you're saying is is not actually true. You don't think you're worthy of the job. Well, you definitely got the last one. You were the very first person to get that. It didn't work out. Who cares? You got it at the at the time. You were worthy of it. So you're worthy of it again now, whatever it is that you want to create. So you swap those over. And then we put the new affirmative words into your psyche, into your world, which are, I am worthy of being loved and respected. I am worthy of having a mutual loving relationship. I am worthy of getting that promotion I want. I am worthy of a successful business. I am worthy of financial abundance, whatever the opposite of this thought is. So now think of it. And now every single day, you just dwell around these thoughts. It's not just a thought though. Thoughts have a vibration, but it's not just about these thoughts. It is about embedding them as a feeling and really going deeper with it, imagining it, closing your eyes and saying, what does it feel like to actually be the person who has this new thought of being worthy of relationship? Well, he's in one now. This guy is now in a relationship. And what does he look like? Well, he's always happy. He's glowing. Everyone's telling him he looks good. Do you ever find you in a new relationship and they're like, you're glowing, what's different? And you're like, yeah, it's the person I'm with. So you want to make sure that you are using all of your feelings and the positive feeling around this new affirmation to multiply the feeling, to do it. And then when we do my MBS method, we anchor it in. We anchor it into a place somewhere in our body and we hold it in there. And every time you have this negative thought, we pop back to our new one, but you have to do it a deeper, it's better to do it in a deeper altered state of consciousness for this because it just, it's more powerful. Scientists prove that it's more impressionable when you're in the alpha and theta state. So switch it, go for the affirmation, feel the affirmation, believe in the affirmation, own it, and then visualize it every day. Every single day, when you're walking along the street, just kind of like you're looking up at the sky and you're just feeling good, imagining this new positive thing. Even if you don't believe it, you're going to trick your brain because your brain doesn't know. If you are feeling it as real, your brain doesn't know if it's real or not. Oh my gosh, this is such great advice. I feel like I could talk to you forever. I'm going to put all of your freebies in my show notes. So don't worry about that. Everyone's going to be able to find that. The last question I ask all my guests is, what is your secret to profiting in life? My secret to profiting in life is love yourself and always wake up every single day and say to yourself, how can I serve my audience today? How can I take care of one person's needs today because you just need validation from one person you just need to think of one person how can I serve them today how can I better somebody else's life how can I use my knowledge my skill set everything I've been given to serve my community what would serve them better that is the key to profiting because money is a byproduct of success everything you want is a byproduct of that So always look to serve other people. True manifestation 
is when you are serving others, you are manifesting something for the benefit of others and leaving a legacy on this planet, leaving a mark for people there after you that you are leaving it in a better way than you came into it. That's super, super powerful. And where can our listeners go to learn more about you and everything that you do? Okay, guys. So I'm just going to, instead of directing you to like 10 places, come to my Instagram or my clubhouse. It's Natasha Grano on everything and you will find me there and then we can connect. And I'm so excited. DM me if you have anything that you want to say, if you want, you know, all my free programs are on my bio. If you want to get involved and actually learn to manifest everything that I've been saying and erase your limiting beliefs through my meditational behavioral synchronicity method, my MBS method, then I suggest joining my Mindset Elevation program because we do it live every single Saturday with thousands of other manifestors. The testimonials are life-changing. People have gone from no home, couch surfing, to their dream home with their dream partner. I mean, the stuff we hear, this lady last week, Vanessa, she had lost her job and she came and spoke about this last week. She'd lost her job. She's been doing my practices for six months. Six months at the start, she had nothing. She just lost her job. She, in this time in six months, managed to manifest her dream job. She managed to manifest her debts getting paid off, a check that arrived to cover her debts, but it was like five pounds over the exact amount. It was mind-blowing. She manifested it exactly. She used all my methods, which work because they healed me and they heal others. It's the missing secret. It's the stuff they don't tell you in the law of attraction books. And I have a law of attraction book, but this is the missing secret, which just takes it further. I love it. I love it. I highly recommend you guys go check out Natasha's stuff. She's a real deal. And we're also going to be co-hosting a lot of Clubhouse events together. So if you guys are already following me on Clubhouse, you're going to see a lot of Natasha as well. Um, So Natasha, thank you so much. This was such a great conversation. I can't wait to come on your show and keep getting to know you. Uh, Thanks so much for your time. Amazing. Big hug and loads of love to everybody who has been tuning in today. Thank you so much. Peace and love and blessings for the rest of your day. Go smile. Go own it. Go win. Thanks, Natasha. Thanks for listening to Young and Profiting Podcast with Natasha Grano. I hope we drilled home the need for you to proactively improve your mindset and start thinking more positively. Positive thinking sounds useful on the surface. I mean, of course, all of us would rather be positive than negative. But positive thinking and positive affirmations, these are soft and fluffy terms that are also easy to dismiss as woo-woo stuff. And in the real world, it doesn't really carry the same weight as words like work ethic or hustle. But in my opinion, positive thinking is just as important as your hustle. And in fact, research and science reveal that positive thinking is much more about just being happy and displaying an upbeat attitude. Positive thoughts can actually create real value in your life. Let me just repeat that. Positive thoughts can create real value in your life. Positive thinking also has physical and mental health benefits, and these are scientifically proven. People who think positively are more happy, they're confident, they're more successful, and they're less likely to have health conditions like depression, hypertension, and other stress-related illnesses. So do yourself a favor and start to pay attention to your thoughts. Work on your mindset, especially if you find that your internal chatter is often negative. Go look at Natasha's courses, learn how to meditate. And if you like this episode and you want to continue learning how to reprogram your subconscious mind to let go of your limiting beliefs and achieve your goals, check out my awesome episode number 62, Train Your Brain with John Asaraf. 
Here's a clip from that episode. But our subconscious brain is keeping your DNA intact right now. It's digesting your food. It's allowing you to see and delete or distort anything you don't need, but only pay attention to what you do need. It is the power grid, the power center of you and me. And yet most people don't know how to operate it. And like I said, we have a brain, but we haven't been given the user's manual for it. And I've been studying this for over 40 years now. And what is the user's manual so I can use the conscious part of my brain properly and the subconscious part of my brain properly? And once you start to realize that you have a lot more control than you ever had because you're not your brain. This is the most you know, uh, incredible thing to think about is I have a brain, but I'm not my brain. It's like mm. you have a heart, but you're not your heart. You have hands, but you're not your hands. You can start to use the tools better. And so our subconscious brain doesn't know the difference between something real or imagined. Your conscious brain does, but your subconscious brain doesn't. So if you can impress a new belief into your subconscious mind, if you can impress a vision into your subconscious mind, whether it's a vision of you being you know, healthier, you being in a great relationship, you earning more money, you having the job of your dreams, if you can envision it and impress that into the subconscious mind, not one time, mm-hmm. but hundreds of times, then you can start to create that neural network and pattern And then your subconscious mind then goes to work at making that a reality. Again, that's number 62, Train Your Brain with John Asraf. And as always, I'm going to end the episode by shouting out a recent Apple podcast review. This one is from McCartney. Amazing and insightful. Highly recommend. I just started listening to your podcast. I am blown away by your interviews and everything I'm learning. I feel like I should be paying you for this information. Thank you so much, McCartney, for this awesome review. And the good news is you will never have to pay us. And in fact, none of my listeners will ever pay for a Young and Profiting podcast episode because this was always meant to be a free resource for my listeners. The best way and kind of the only way to thank us is to leave us an Apple podcast review. And you did that. And to those out there listening, if you feel like McCartney and you wish you could pay us, just share the love on social media or leave us an Apple podcast review or CastBox review wherever you listen, that is the number one way to thank us. Take a screenshot of your app while you're listening and then upload it to Instagram. Tag me at Yap with Hala and then I'll repost it. I love seeing your posts like that. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Just search for my name. It's Hala Taha. And now I'm on Clubhouse. I host rooms on there every day. I talk about podcasting, social media, and then I also host Yap live events every single Tuesday. You can follow me at Clubhouse at Halataha and tap the bell for always so you always know when I open up a room. I hope to hear from you guys, especially if you listen on Apple, CastBox, Podcast Republic, wherever you listen. I'd love for you to go talk to me on Clubhouse and let me know that you're one of my listeners. I have thousands of listeners and I have no idea who you guys are, so I'd love to meet you guys guys on Clubhouse. As always, big thanks to the Yap family. This is Hala signing off.